Welcome to the Art of Money podcast with Art McPherson. And this is the Art of Money podcast with Art McPherson and Luke McCarty, artofmoneyradio.com for more information on the McPherson Financial Group or to schedule that initial complimentary consultation. We appreciate you listening. Now, let's get to the show. I saw a stat that's pretty fascinating. People are 50% more likely to listen to advice of friends and family over a financial expert in the field, 50%. So have you had clients come in who started out their retirement planning by taking advice from a buddy of theirs or a friend of a friend or maybe online? Yeah, of course. I mean, I I feel like a lot of this happened during COVID, right? When there was free money being printed and you could buy stocks on your phone for free. So I had a lot of buddies being like, Luke, why don't you buy this stock or buy that stock? I was like, because I don't know what it is. I go, what is it? They're like, I don't know, but it's going to the moon, right? (laughs) Bye, bye, bye. Well, those have all changed now. And those are all, you know, probably all losers now. And it's not working out as well, you know, but I also have a client who, you know, we, we manage their portfolio here, but, you know, he wants to trade in stocks like that and receive stock tips from his neighbor on Saturday afternoons as they mow the yard. <laughs> well, we, we segregated an account out for him and said, okay, we'll manage, you know, 95% of your, of your net worth, here's 5% or whatever the percentage was, right? And said, this is for you. This is for Saturday. This is for after you mow the lawn. You don't have to run these things by me, you know, keep me in the loop, you know, just cause I want to see how you're doing. But, um, yeah, when you're getting those stock tips from friends, neighbors, even family, you just have to be very careful because they probably heard it from somebody else mm-hmm. who heard it from somebody else. And if the stock is under, call it $5 a share, you could have a pump and dump kind of scheme where they found it on a Reddit or somewhere and people are pumping it up for you to buy it and then they sell. And then what happens after that? You lose money. So be mm-hmm. careful. Mm-hmm. I know yeah, it almost it almost sounded like you gave him an allowance. Like we're gonna manage ninety five percent. You keep five percent. I, I didn't want to make it sound like an allowance because it's his money, right? It's right. their money. But in general, I said, Okay, this is fine to for you to still do this, but don't do it with millions of dollars. But <laughs> let's, they, let's be a little more safe. But look, let's be honest, that that's your job at the McPherson Financial Group. You help keep us on budget and make right decisions. <laughs> that's true. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. We'll keep you on track, but you know, you still have some fun. It's your savings. Do what you want with it, but let's let's maybe maybe dial back a bit depending on the type of person you are. Yeah, and the funny thing is a lot of times we'll have people come in and say they're they're medium risk, but yet they'll get these stock tips that are the most risky stocks imaginable. So, like from the example Luke was giving, any stock, any tip you get on a stock that's under $5 a share means the market is telling you that company is risking bankruptcy because that that stock valuation has dropped below a level that the market deems as a viable company. So, yeah, it could go up a lot, but usually they're very, very thinly traded. And when they go on the, what we call the pink sheets, then basically they no longer get institutional interest. So your hedge funds, your mutual fund managers are not buying or selling them anymore. And then there's a lot of manipulation that can happen. That's why Luke said a pump and dump where you can get people to artificially create a demand. And once that demand slows, then they get all their money out and then boom, everybody else is left holding the bag. So lots of things like that can happen. Um, you get all kinds of emails. We used to get faxes of, you know, things like that where, Oh, buy, the, look at this stock. And, and, just realize there's always usually a motivation behind that. 321-425-8550, artofmoneyradio.com. I love that. The, oh, I saw on Google that this may work, so I'm just going to take my money and put it into it. No, you know, you need to have these conversations. And the team of the McPherson Financial Group, they want to begin this conversation at no cost, no obligation to you. 321 321- 
425-8550 or always online artofmoneyradio.com and we're talking about lessons learned and the failures of Silicon Valley Bank and several others really shocked investors but what are some of the takeaways from this crisis that we can apply to retirement planning I would say from the Silicon Valley Bank perspective right if you're an investor in, or a depositor in the bank right don't have all your eggs in one bank so don't have all your eggs in one stock or one company or one index you know or one sector of the market so those depositors weren't very well diversified. I mean, they got bailed out, but what really hurt is if you were if you own the stock. And so if you watch Mad Money Jim Cramer a month before the bank went down, he was saying bye 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 pushing all those buttons making a hoot and holler. Well, that didn't work out. So it's okay to own stocks if you own them in small percentages because if something blows up like an SVB and that's in your portfolio, you know, if you own one to two percent of it, yes, you lost money, but it didn't change your lifestyle. So you can't have all your eggs in that stock or stocks in general. You know, so and and also, you know, sometimes you need to take less risk. Where the bank managers of Silicon Valley Bank did not hedge against the Federal Reserve raising interest rates, we hedged here, right? And we're not Silicon Valley Bank with hundreds of billions of dollars. So. I don't know what's really going on there. I'm sure we'll find out a little bit later, but there was some some major mismanagement going on. Yeah, when you see one plus one not adding up to two, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden we're starting to see a lot of senators and a lot of you know big money was there. It's like, hmm, seems a little fishy, right? The I governor think, of California. Yeah, I think we'll <laughs> I think we'll we'll be hearing more and more about SVB Bank um, more as we go along. I, I just it seems like there's a lot of lessons are learned there, um, just in the fact that it looks like some shenanigans were going on. Do you think this is like a tip of the iceberg for some of these smaller regional banks starting to collapse, or do you think that this was so big that we're going to get a hold of it and get in front of it? Yeah, I mean the Fed is trying to get in front of it by you know setting. Um, the precedent, you know, that they're going to support and they're going to backstop everything um, so you don't have panic. You know, mm -hmm. they're trying to keep the panic down so there's not a whole lot of panic in the industry. Whether they're successful on that or not, we'll see. Um, you know, the Fed has done pretty poorly the last year or so on a lot of their guidance and a lot of the things they've done. So don't have a ton of confidence there that they're going to manage this well. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Another part of the problem is, you know, banks aren't really paying you an interest rate. So there's billions, maybe even trillions of dollars leaving the bank to go into a money market fund that pays you four and a half percent, four and a quarter percent, whatever it is. But why would you keep too much cash in the bank paying nothing if you could go earn a interest, you know, a risk free? It's not really risk free because money market funds have risk in U.S. Treasuries. But I mean, do you want to earn four, four and a half percent or you want to leave it in the bank and earn one or less? So that's another issue now with a lot of money leaving the banking system. 321-425-8550 to reach out to the team of the McPherson Financial Group and schedule that initial consultation, no cost, no obligation to you. So there was a woman in Chicago who bought a 1998 car and she got it on a seven-year lease for $289 a month. Now the car is 25 years old, but it's going to end up costing her almost $25,000. What makes it worse is that the car is worth less than $2,000. Now, who do you blame there? Do you blame her or do you blame the car dealer for taking advantage of her? They're probably both at fault. I'm assuming she doesn't have good credit. Right. And then the car dealership is taking advantage of that, but still taking on the risk. I mean, that's kind of the whole payday loan questions, right? Mm -hmm. who's, who's at fault? The the person who needs the money for whatever reason or the person charged them 20% to get it? Mm. Um, it's a necessity, but it's a, yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> so what kind of mistakes? Like, this is a big mistake on her part. 
But like when you deal with you know working on people's portfolio, you've seen mistakes that people have made. And you don't have to give us names or anything, but can you give us some examples on mistakes that you've seen that we can learn from that you help fix? Yeah, probably one of the biggest mistakes people do is they will take money out of their 401k for an emergency. And a lot of times it's for kids or grandkids um, and they're pulling money out and they're assuming the only tax they're going to have to pay on it is the 20 percent the 401k withholds. But what they don't always realize is that money at the end of the calendar year will get added on top of all their other income. So typically what happens is they're making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. This gets added to on top of that. Now they're jumping a bracket or two sometimes. And then when they do that, then all of a sudden they have another 4% or maybe another eight or 10% that they have to pay on top of that. And then that usually comes due during tax time where that's known. And then you see the kids or grandkids driving up in a brand new car that, you know, they can't afford mm-hmm. after you had made a lot of financial sacrifices for them. Yeah, I think that's a good point that we see a lot of is, you know, retirees or almost retirees, you know, still babying their grown children. I know some of them need it. It's your kid. You love them. It's your grandkids. You love them. But sometimes it can't come at your expense because you've probably already paid enough for those children and maybe even the grandchildren. But I mean, we get take the trips, give the gifts, do those things. But, you know, because interest rates are high right now, it doesn't mean that you need to buy your kid a house. Right. Your kid maybe could rent for another year and then buy the house, because anytime you start mixing money and family, you know, Dave Ramsey's pretty good at saying this. Right. If you give money to family, it's not a loan. It's a gift. And so you're probably not getting that money back. And you probably just paid a lot of tax on it. So some big mistakes there coming from the heart, you know, instead of from, you know, instead of from from your from your brain or from your advisor or from anybody who would help you make that decision. Yeah, I would say out of 100 clients here at our office, out of 100 people that have loaned or given money to children, mm-hmm. maybe have I seen five of those loans repaid. Whoa. We have a lot outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you yeah, have to so, have that hard conversation sometimes with the client and be like, hey, you know, it, it's time to it's time to pull back from, you know, funding your kid's lifestyle. Yes. I basically say, use us as your excuse. Say your financial what? guy yeah. said the bank of mom and dad is now closed. Oh, man. And then you get That's... a phone call from the kid. Saying, <laughs> <laughs> you usually don't go that far, but it... it's usually not that bad. I think what happens with the kids is they've just gotten used to just saying, hey, mom or dad, can you help? And they think they have all these resources. And a lot of times they do. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times if the kids really knew how expensive it was for mom and dad to get access to the funds, they wouldn't even ask them in the first place because they have other routes. You know, it's usually it's just they ask mom and dad first. And a lot of times let the kids go through, find out what their best financing solution is, find out what their best options are first. And if they really run into some major roadblocks and then let's see how we can help them the most cost effective way. Um, But sometimes the kids need to learn the pain, you know, of what it takes to get their finances or their credits in order. If they don't have the financial credit, um, they need to get their house in order there. You know, they need to do some hard work and get their credit cleaned up to be able to do that. Because if the bank won't lend them, they are a bad risk, mom and dad. You know, I guess you make a great point there because the kids wouldn't keep asking if mom and dad didn't keep saying yes. 321-425-8550. Sit down with Art McPherson. 
Luke McCarty, the entire team of the McPherson Financial Group. Let's put a plan together. Let's put a budget together that can fit your needs going into retirement. That you can also help your family, but not ruin your life's work as well. 321-425-8550. That initial consultation, no cost, no obligation to you. Again, all this information, artofmoneyradio.com. This happened last week where the Fed raised interest rates yet again, but this time it was only a quarter of a point. A new Morningstar survey found that nearly 70% of investors believe that There will still be a recession at some point this year, and some are preparing by cutting personal spending and increasing savings or even adjusting their plans. So when you hear that, there's still a good potential for a recession. Is it time that we make adjustments or just stay the course? It depends what your course is, right? If your course is all high risk, well, you took a big loss last year, right? You've you've made some money back this year, so maybe staying the course for a little bit longer is okay for you. But, you know, is it time to make adjustments. It really depends where you are. And when looking at the Fed, I mean, the Fed keeps raising interest rates because we still have high inflation. You know, there's a lot of, I'd say, you know, people are still spending a lot of money. Um, How long can that last, right? With your, you know, with your savings accounts, with your credit cards. So we see a rocky future, I will call it. You know, if you look back in time, the market hasn't really done any. I mean, it's done things, but from a price perspective, like on the S&P 500, we're about the same place we were six, eight months ago. It's just gone up. It's gone down. It's gone up. It's gone down. You know, I will make a a small prediction here, but it feels a little like, you know, the history taught me. I wasn't alive during this time of the 70s (laughs) where you have inflation high. Inflation comes down. Inflation goes. But, you know, there's a couple waves of inflation. And, you know, what's worrisome now is that the Fed is now spending a bunch of money again. And there's a bunch of government spending still, which is going to increase inflation. So it could become that era where. Um, certain sectors of the market do well, but your major broad indices just kind of bounce around. That's what it feels like currently. Obviously, things can change tomorrow. Yeah, we got an economy that's slow growth right now. The experts are expecting us to grow a half a percent this year. We grew a half a percent last year. And when you have diesel fuel running about between four fifty and five dollars a gallon, mm-hmm. you're not going to see costs at the grocery store drop very much because that is what moves all the products from every store to from every warehouse. So you really could hit inflation hard by just really reopening the oil supplies. Um, but we have not done that. That's a policy decision. You know, our current administration has chosen to be more the green energy, but it it's a tax. You know, it's an artificial tax on energy. And when you tax energy like that, that really is inflationary throughout everything. So that's whether it's clothes or shoes or food, um, all that stuff has to be transported by truck. So diesel is a big deal. That's why we've seen the cost of airline tickets go up so dramatically. Um, you've seen cruise ship costs go up. Everybody is paying for fuel and you're paying for that gas. So um, that's another thing. But just like Luke was saying, if we're going to backstop all these banks and we have more and more banks are at risk, well, the Fed by saying not only are we going to backstop the FDIC guarantee, we're going to backstop above that. Um, that means a manager at a bank can now be more aggressive, not less aggressive. And they didn't put any caveats with that, where, you know, if you follow this, 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 and this, then we'll backstop you. Uh, none of that has been mentioned. So you kind of carte blanche just put out there, hey, we're going to backstop the banking system. That allows the banks to actually get more aggressive, not be more conservative. If you have a question how these bank collapses, interest rates, 
high inflation are going to affect your retirement. There's nothing wrong with asking the questions. Art McPherson and the team at the McPherson Financial Group, 321-425-8550. And we tend to remember the great advice we get. And Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates, well, he was asked about some of the advice he received and remembered what a friend told him about 30 years ago. And that friend was Warren Buffett. I've had great advice. You know, Warren Buffett talked about, you know, in the end, it's how, you know, friends really think of you and how strong those friendships are. That was great advice. So let's talk about advice, Art McPherson, and your role. With your clients, are you more of their financial friend are you more of a financial fiduciary? We're definitely a fiduciary. That's what we do first. You know, that's our priority. However, yeah, I would say we have great friendships with our clients too. We are their friends, but we also are the person that can be a little tough love with them if needed. Sometimes we just need to protect them from themselves. Um, sometimes people get fearful and they want to make a decision based on fear. That's usually not a good decision. Or sometimes people are just trying to be reactionary, you know, or do something um, to try to shorter um, to solve a short term problem. But it really is a bad situation for the long term. You know, so just kind of educating them and kind of holding their hand a little bit because we call them the curveballs of life. You're going to go through times and a lot of times it can be a sickness. You know, we have several clients uh, this year that have gone through unusual sickness situations. And sometimes there's financial implications with that. You know, maybe they've had to take extra time off. Uh, they're not retired yet and they're having to be, uh, take time off. And a lot of times we'll help them walk through how to claim their disability through work and why that's important and how that works. A lot of had, uh, gal that was very stressed about that. She was single. Um, she didn't have her husband. She had lost her husband about five years before who had passed and she was working and she was in her early sixties and she didn't know or not whether or not she would qualify for disability. And I told her, absolutely, you will call for disability. I said, where it gets a little more difficult is when you're going to qualify for long-term disability. But we walked her through that. She thought she was going to have to turn her social security on, but she had all this through work. She was able to go into short-term disability then long-term disability and it helped her delay having to turn her social security on for four years and it allowed her social security to grow. So um, we'll help our clients walk through real situations like that and make good decisions. So you're a therapist. Sometimes you're a marriage counselor. You are your client's friends, but most importantly, you are a fiduciary to the community and the families that you serve. And we say that word a lot here on the art of money. Luke McCarty define fiduciary for me. Fiduciary is doing what's in the client's best interest. Now it sounds like a no brainer, sounds like common sense, but you know, prior to fiduciaries, there were a lot of brokers, right? If you've watched the movie Wolf of Wall Street, right? That's not a good interpretation of our industry now, or at least not here, I would say. But um, I'd say just, just doing what's in your best interest and keeping you the client at top of mind right if it's best for our clients right now to, if they find a six percent cd somewhere well i'm going to tell the client hey we can't find a six percent cd right now here at fidelity but if your bank has one you should do that mm -hmm. and that you know that even means but you know moving assets from here to the bank we did that a couple of years ago or a year and a half ago with um i bonds right when the i bond was paying 9.84 percent, i told everybody buy this. If you don't have the cash on hand, we will send you some of your money or your cash back to you, to your bank to buy these things. So that's a fiduciary doing what's in the client's best interest at all times. Thanks for listening. Want more from Art McPherson of McPherson Financial Group? Find us online at artofmoneyradio.com. 
We are an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of financial and insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives. Securities offered through World Equity Group, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through ProStatus Group, LLC. McPherson Financial Group and ProStatus Group, LLC are separate entities and are not owned or controlled by World Equity Group, Inc. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Investment financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. Art McPherson is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Arthur McPherson. Florida Insurance License Number A1 Today's show has been a work of art. 